Hello, my friends again, and thank you for joining us today on The Daily Dig, where each day we dig into God's Word, searching for truth that will encourage us to deepen our faith. We are living in trying times, and we must strive each day to draw our strength from God's Word. Come along with Jacob Smith as we dig into God's Word together. And welcome to another episode of The Daily Dig. I'm so glad that you've joined us. We are excited to launch into Luke chapter number two. And we are looking at Luke chapter number two, but just to kind of give us a brief update of where we were, we saw a testimony service, or as I put it, a praise service. We saw Mary, we saw Elizabeth, we saw Zacharias give these praise services when They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were testifying or magnifying the Lord of his goodness, praising God. And shouldn't that be the story of our lives, trying to find things, seeing everything through the lens of God's good, and and God is doing a work. And and I just love the, the prophesying, the teaching that Zacharias did out of his spirit filledness pointing to the very work of God in our lives and what he was going to do in the future as he was standing there. In Luke chapter number two, we see in verse number one, it says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is a familiar passage, and we need to guard our hearts today as we are coming off of a season where we often hear this passage time and time again. Familiarity should be guarded because we don't want to lose the opportunity from hearing from God. What is it that God wants to hear us? Uh, What is it that we want to hear from God, rather? And we see this we see in, in, in this passage a wonderful opportunity. Mary, as she had said to, to God, she says, Be it unto me according to thy word. Uh, whatever you say, Lord, I'm ready to, to take it on. Lock, stock, and barrel. The fulfillment of a divine prophecy. We know in Isaiah 7 and Micah chapter number five that. It was prophesied that there was going to be a a virgin that gave birth, and it was going to be in Bethlehem. And this very Messiah that was to come, this was an exciting time, but God used something of an inconvenience to lead them to the place of God. It says, and it came to pass in those days, there went on a decree from Caesar Augustus that what? All the world should be taxed. And now here we find a government-imposed tax leading Mary and Joseph to the very place that he had in mind that he had prophesied 400 years previously that the Messiah was going to be born there. And we see that the taxing was government-imposed, and this probably was not a a fun thing. 
We see later on, it says in verse number five, she was great with child. Mary was great with child, meaning she was very pregnant. And she was near her due date. And isn't it interesting that the sovereign God of all the universe could use something such as a tax to fulfill a 400-year-old prophecy and lead them to the place to where it would fulfill that prophecy in a way that they, they didn't live in Bethlehem, but that's where Joseph was from. We see it right there. It says that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made with Cyrenius when Cyrenius was governor. And all went to be taxed, meaning everybody had to travel to where they were from. Joseph, he had to go to Bethlehem because that's where he's from. Um, but they were living in Nazareth. While it may seem a bit of an inconvenience, Mary was traveling there on a donkey, likely walking some, riding some. And yet one person observed this, even when men are ruling for their own needs, their own ends, God is at work to fulfill his plan. And there are uh, uh, so many men that try to do their own plan. And so many people in the world try to do their own thing. And yet this right here just brings to the forefront of our attention. It brings it to our attention that God is sovereign. God is omniscient. He, he knows everything. And God can, can providentially lead them to the very place of God. And while there are things in our life that may seem like inconveniences, may seem like things that are, are bad, it can lead us to the very place of God. In verse number uh, six, it says, and so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Meaning that while they were there in Bethlehem, in this busy town that was filled with people traveling there to pay their taxes, to do their due diligence, to be good citizens, they were there and Mary had the baby. Verse number seven says, and she brought forth her firstborn son, but where did she lay him? She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She laid him in a manger. Why did she put him there? Because there was no place in the inn. There was no place in a hotel. There was no place for them to stay. And it's interesting, this busy city was filled with hustle and bustle. There was no place left for them except for a stable. And this doesn't necessarily speak to a glorious entry. We see a very humble beginning. No five-star accommodations. No shining lights, no uh, grand announcement, but rather there was all rooms taken that left them back where the animals were laid, where the animals were fed. But the Bible speaks to this. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 31, but many that are first should be last and the last first. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 5 at the end says, be clothed with humility. God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. And while many of us focus on our housing, our clothes, and what kind of food we eat, we desire for our kids to have the very best of the best. But God brought forth his son in very humble beginnings, lying in a manger, using unique circumstances to bring him to the very place of God. And while it's not wrong for us to seek uh, good for our children and wanting our children to be provided for, 
Many of us need to be very careful to understand that God brought Mary and Joseph to this city. God brought them to this place for a purpose. And maybe you are sitting in your life living up time and time again of inconveniences. And God can use these very things to be the instruments and the cultivators to lead you to the place of God, to lead you to a place that God has for you, to lead me to a place that God has for me. And often these places, they're humbling. They bring us low. They bring us to a place of desperate need so that we can come to the end of ourselves and need a great Savior. And we see that this is the way of God. We see it time and again. The maniac of Gadara, he had no hope other than Jesus. I find it very interesting that Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, would be the birthplace for the bread of life. And we all need the bread of life. And many of us desire to be great in the eyes of men. But my friend, God will bring us to a place to where we need to understand that being great in the eyes of men doesn't always mean that we're great in the eyes of God. We need to strive to live holy, righteous lives. We need to strive to understand that when we are great in God's eyes, oftentimes men will miss it. And it was in the barnyard of Bethlehem that Jesus Christ, the Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, made his entrance into the world. Oh, yes, it was, it was a little bit underwhelming. And yes, there wasn't great billboards. But my friend, God used these circumstances to bring him for one purpose, not to be ministered unto, but to minister, to save his people from their sins. What is God doing in your life? Is God using an inconvenience or a difficulty or a trial to bring you to his place? I pray that we would embrace that. I pray that we would enjoy the, the very place that God has brought us to so that we can accomplish the very will of God in our life. May you have a wonderful day. We look forward to hearing back from you. God bless, and we'll see you the next time on The Daily Dig. I hope you were encouraged by the word of God today and challenged to dig deeper on your walk with the Lord. It is my prayer that you find strength each day digging deeper into God's word. If you're looking for more resources, you can find them on thedailydig.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next time on The Daily Dig.